For this episode of the podcast, I want to reintroduce my partner in this as a co-host. His familiar voice is a member of our Delta Zeta chapter from Appalachian State and has been working for the Greater Fraternity Headquarters for the total of six years and for the last four years to current has been part of the ability experience as a development officer. Gary Sugg, it's great to have your voice on. <laughs> Thank you, Zorth. I'm, I'm pumped to be on here with you. It's been um, fun to be on the staff end of kind of making this happen. And uh, it's it, w- it just wasn't fair letting you have all the fun. So I'm excited to be on here with you and just kind of um, see where we can take this thing. Excellent. Yeah, and it just feels right. And so just having the new introduction of how we're going to bring in our wonderful other event that we haven't talked about yet um, brings us pride and joy to bring on Jenkins Chain. Um, a little bit about him. He's from the Alpha Delta University of Washington. Uh, 2003, he was inaugurable Build America PM. Uh, 2004, Journey of Hope North Route as a cyclist. 2009, he got himself involved as a photographer, and he was able to do five of the summer team events, including Gear Up Florida, Build America, and Journey of Hope. And he was able to do the kickoffs all the way through the arrivals. And since then, he's been established as the permanent Journey of Hope trans route start uh, since 2006, I believe. Please welcome Jenkins Chain. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Totally uh, honored and humbled to be on here. I know that sounds cliche, but it's totally true. So thanks for having me. So give us a start from where you got involved with PyCapify. Yeah, actually, I had a pretty easy introduction to it. Um, I have an older brother, a a biological brother, not a fraternity brother, uh, Spencer Chan, who um, is four years older than I am. So he went to UW, uh, University of Washington, uh, joined the fraternity, uh, you know, starting as a freshman, and and then he graduated college uh, that same summer. I graduated high school, so um, it was pretty much um, a given that I would follow in his footsteps, like I did in most things um, in life at that point. And uh, we actually at the University of Washington have a informal rush process. It's not like a lot of chapters where it's the formal week long rush. Uh, and so I went out to one barbecue that summer and at the end of the night got a bid and was a you know a pie cap starting that next fall so <laughs> the introduction to it was pretty pretty easy um having chinese american or chinese parents uh immigrant parents they weren't sure what you know fraternity was about with my brother but for me they they knew it was a pretty good choice after his experiences so and did he kind of show you um into at that time i think it was called push america yeah, um, not as much. Um, he, uh, the, my first introduction to Push America, so, you know, Ability Experience's previous name, um, was actually that summer was the same summer that Todd Porterfield, who was a cyclist on the South Route, um, also from the University of Washington chapter, that, that was the summer that he passed away um, after being hit um, on the ride near the, near the end. So my first introduction to Push America was uh, my brother, um, telling me about you know one of his fraternity brothers dying in a in a cycling event and it didn't really i didn't really know what he was talking about um but then going and enrolling in the fall um and learning about uh todd and his legacy at the chapter but also um kind of correlation to push america at that point that was my first real introduction to uh, the philanthropy And, and and then even after that i wasn't totally involved it wasn't my um my forte service and 
um, and people with disabilities and the, that whole mission wasn't necessarily um, my passion at that point. Um, and it wasn't until my sophomore year that um, an ability camp, I think is what they're called now, but um, at that point it was called push camps, um, the alternative uh, to spring break was held at an Easter Seals camp right outside of Seattle. So that was my sophomore year um, and um, I signed up with it. I signed up for that with a bunch of my, um, you know, my chapter brothers and there are a few other schools that were coming from across the country. Um, there is uh, actually an Alabama chapter that came up, uh, Berkeley came up and um, <laughs> at that time there was no, you know, no cell phones, really nobody used email so uh it was just phone calls on landlines and um after you register uh greg simon who was on staff at that point um let us know hey you you know you guys are basically the host for this this push camp um and you have all these other chapters uh coming in so um do what you can and at that point uh realizing that these guys were flying into seattle and not knowing how to get to this camp that was an hour and a half away from the airport i started picking up the phone and and calling these random uh, random guys all over the country and seeing how you know how were they planning on getting to the camp um and i hated it i hated the fact that these guys weren't answering their their phones um that i was spending a week of my time like trying to chase down 20 odd um odd people and um and, and then that ended up being that those round of phone calls literally ended up changing my life. Um, and I can trace where I am today ba based on that week of phone calls. Um, because it was at that push camp that, um, you know, I got to know Greg Simon a little bit. And then afterwards, uh, he asked if I would be interest, interested in applying for the Build America PM. He had, he had three people on his list that he really wanted to apply for the, the PM position um, as it's first project manager since it hadn't happened yet. Um, and only after I was hired on and, and served some time on staff because of that internship um, and after Build America, Greg uh, actually told me, you know, one of the main reasons I wanted you to apply was because of that, you know, you were the only one um, of those four or five camps that year that reached out to any other chapter, tried to help set that up and really took the initiative to help people that you didn't know. And uh, he thought that quality and that initiative was a really um, uh, a deciding factor for, you know, hiring me. And so so now my lesson from that is anytime I have like some dreadful thing that I'm just like, why the heck am I expending my energy doing this? I, I look back to that because if I didn't make those phone calls, wouldn't have gotten that job, wouldn't have delayed graduation, wouldn't have then gotten an internship and then a, a permanent job. Wouldn't have gotten laid off from that job. Wouldn't have gone to law school. Wouldn't have, you know, met my wife. All of those things roll from that one week of phone calls, which is crazy to me. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's a that's a long intro to how I got involved with Push America. But but that was the beginning of it. And after that, Push Camp was hooked, and um, really have enjoyed all of my um, my experiences with the with Abex since. So. And then so. How did the first one go? You guys were kind of the pioneers of something that, you know, weren't even sure how well it was going to go, I think. But it seems to have taken off, and it seems to be a really good alternative for yeah, people yeah. who can't or don't want to do the cycling aspect. Like, it's a whole different breed of individuals and interests. Yeah, totally. You, you, you've, you've hit it. Um, you know, the, the first one was, um, it was my first national event right so uh greg simon um who uh 
worked with Chad Coltrane, who was the director of Push, um, um, Push America at the time. You know, they, they were the ones who really set the foundation in place for, for Build America. And so um, Greg and I, not having done any of the cycling events before, um, we, we did view it a, a little bit differently, right? We wanted to, in some ways, mimic that, um, the cycling events and the summer events and the camaraderie of it, the, um, the, uh, the tradition of it and all those things, but at the same time, really try to reach out to a different audience than um, what the cycling events traditionally, um, you know, attracted. Um, uh, I, I look back at it in hindsight now and, and I, or even, you know, just looking at it, what it still is. And I do like in um, the cycling events, um, I don't play football, I, you know, but I watch a lot of football and I, I liken it to uh, football, like skill players versus the offensive and uh, offensive linemen. Right, the skill players are the wide receivers, the running backs, the quarterbacks, the, the the flashy players. You know their names, you know their faces, even though they wear helmets. And then the offensive offensive linemen, you know, they're they're pretty anonymous, but they do the hard work, and and they're the ones that are unheralded, unheralded, but um, but really are integral to the success of the team. And, and for me, that that's a little bit of an apt analogy for the people that Build America attracts versus the journey of hope. I think there is um, a little bit of that, that flashiness, that sexiness, and, and, and not in a bad way, but that, um, that kind of superficial, and again, not in a negative way, but uh, just the, the, uh, the fact that you're riding your bike across the country, it's pretty, it's pretty sexy. When you try to come up with a tagline to build America, it's like, yeah, I rode in a van and I, and I went to some camps and I, and I built some stuff. Um, kind of acted as a camp counselor. I mean, there's no real sexy tagline for it. And, and so that's how I view um, like a football team, the skill receivers, quarterbacks, running backs versus those offensive linemen. And so with Bill... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I, I, sorry, I, I, lo- I love that analogy. Um, you know, I've, I've been around the organization for a few years now and, I've, and definitely, you know, kind of been around the, the team events and... Um, and you're right. I mean, Journey of Hope mm-hmm. and, and Gear Up Florida, right. they sell themselves with that one liner, you know, like go cycle across the country or like even as a crew member, yeah. it's like you are crewing a cycling team across the country. That across the country thing, that that piece is, is so is so awesome. And the Build America yeah. it's, it doesn't have that simple sell. Um, but when you look at Build America, it is like the core of our mission. I mean, it's the reason we exist you know we started as play units for the severely handicapped and now you know we're able to to build these construction projects and have such lasting impacts with tangible you know structures um but it does it recruits a different kind of guy and and for you i know we haven't gotten into your your other events that you've you know done with us and gotten to hear your experiences with those yet um we'll touch on that in a second but everyone i've talked to that's done build america and another team event they 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 say if they had another summer, they would do Build America. And and why? I mean, why is that? Like, what do you think? What do you think of the differences there, and why it's why it's so much, uh, you know? Yeah, no, better for uh, the guys that do it. It's the it's the million dollar question, right? Like, even even now when I look back on it, if somebody were to ask me about my ability experience um, experiences, I would you know I would start talking about my cycling experience. But when I really am introspective about it, or you know, talking to my close friends about stuff. Build America is what really shaped me, and and, and it's a deeper, um, it's a deeper relationship to the mission, and and it's it's something that's more fulfilling and less easy to talk about. 
Um, and so the recruitment is harder, but I think the experience itself, not that it's better, but there is a, a level of depth that you get. Um, the main thing is, you know, on Journey of Hope or Gear Up Florida, you, you arrive to a town and, and you spend two hours at a dance with, with a, a group and you might make a, a strong connection with an individual, but then you're gone the next day. With Build America, you are in the camp with these campers. You are oftentimes end up sleeping in, in the camper's um, cabin with them, right? And, and you're developing a relationship, and not just with the campers, but with the counselors and the staff. Um, one of our team members actually ended up marrying a camp counselor he met um, at, a camp, at a camp for all from Texas, right? Like, <laughs> you don't get that depth of relationship that you do um, from Build America on Journey of Hope. And, and um, it's harder to sell, but um, I think anybody who looks at it who's done both looks back at it and says, yeah, that was the more meaningful. I'm, I'm using air quotes because both are tremendously meaningful, but um, I came away with a, a, a lasting, a deeper connection with Build America, even though my first inclination is to talk about Journey of Hope because of, you know, how sexy it was. So I keep on using the word sexy. I apologize. I, I'm not sure. It's just now in my head. And so I can't get that word out. So <laughs> no, I think it correlates well. Um, but you said it well, you know, with the the length of those relationships you get to to acquire. I think yeah, that makes and a lot you of touched sense. on it with you know with um, I don't know if all the listeners know the history, but Ability Experience used to be you know Push America, and it used to originally stand for Play Units for the Severely Handicapped. And um, what Build America is doing, and what the Ability Camps do, is it really harkens back to that legacy and that tradition, right? We are going to camps and we are building accessible amenities for um, people with disabilities to use and, um, and cherish, right? And so as on Build America, what's different than even like an ability camp is that you're living it, you're living in this place, in this camp for a week. You, you're, you're pushing around the campers in their wheelchairs. You're understanding what the mobility issues are and then you're building something that addresses that. Uh, and so you can see it, you know, the whole, the whole circle you can see. You can see how you're impacting because you've lived it with them for a week. And yes, we can remove that disability. We can remove the mobility issues when we leave. But for that week, it's like the ultimate empathy, right? You are in there with them knowing that, man, I wish I could just cr cut across that, um, that path. Oh, well, at the end of this week, they can. We, we have a wheelchair ramp now. Or um, I wish we could go on a nature walk with them. And, oh, at the end of the week, absolutely. We built a boardwalk and they can do that. And that's, that's so cool. That, that is so awesome. And it's worth, you know, the, the extra hard work that comes with being um, on Build America. Because it's not, it's not easy. Um, you know, our teammates, they, they would wake up at 6. Um, we would start work because we would try to beat the heat. After a work, you know, they'd have a lunch break, they would continue work and they would want to finish the project. So we basically work a full day out um, in the fields or what, doing whatever out on the projects. And then after that, we would have, you know, the camp all night until, you know, lights are out. So there's literally no break. I loved being a cyclist because I would ride for four hours and I would take a two hour nap and somebody would tell me where to go. And then I would go have a party for two hours and, and then I get to hang out, go shoot some hoops and you know, uh, and sleep on a gym floor with the, with the fellows, right? That's, that's easy. Um, but that's what I'm, that's that depth that I'm talking about on Bill America that you get that whole experience is, um, it's just, it's just really, really strong. So. Yeah. Well said. And did you have to have like a lot of experience in building stuff or was, you know, the first 
the ability camp that you went to, mm-hmm. like it was kind of like an introduction to how to do everything, right? Like you were just thrown into it. Oh, absolutely. I have I have no construction ability. It's funny because I um, I I'm a home builder for my career now, and I still don't know how to build anything like by, with my hands, right? Um, the the teammates obviously certain team members are going to be better equipped. Will have some construction skills. Others are going to come fresh and not knowing even how to use you know uh, barely know how to hammer a nail in. Um, so the first couple of camps was a, a learning process. What's really cool now is uh, my understanding with the, uh, with Build America is that there is a sponsor that does a great job every year of of having an orientation, um, giving them their own tools, um, really training them and having that educational experience. Back in 2003, when we were doing it, you know, it was off the cuff, like, oh, shoot, we should bring some shovels um, or man, um, here's here's 20 bucks. Go buy a hammer because we need one, you know. Um, but by the end of, you know, the second week, everybody was getting pretty proficient. Everybody knew um, how to handle tools. Everybody started understanding how certain things were put together. Um, and so that was a great learning experience for a lot of the team members, too, is that you know, having a six week crash course in building stuff. And I'm sure a lot of the guys um, really took that to heart. Uh, as the PM, I, I never really got involved in the actual construction, which is why I still don't know how to do anything. So, yeah. <laughs> and your involvement as PM, did it surpass, it surpassed the first year, right? You were, you continued some form of connection and you were still part of the whole five year process of getting it going? Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, the 2000, I was originally planning on um, being a cyclist for Journey of Hope in 2003 before the opportunity to start um, Build America came up. Um, and so I, I was always um, at that point basically hooked by that ability camp and wanted to be as involved in Push America as possible. So um, after my time spent as a project manager, which uh, back in uh, back then, you know, project managers for each team actually served as interns for six months. So now I, I believe, and you guys, Gary, especially, you correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, there's a director of logistics that handles all of the phone calls to all the sponsors. Right. right? And so that's a full-time staff member now. But at that point, um, the, the two Journey of Hope um, PMs, the Goff PM and I, you know, we, we all went into the, um, uh, the head, you know, national headquarters out in Charlotte lived in a house together and um, and we were the ones planning the, the, the project. So we were kind of pseudo staff members. So by, t- by 2004 being a cyclist, but having kind of been a quote unquote previous staff member, um, it was a little bit of a different experience for me. I, you know, I was, I viewed things uh, that uh, maybe I shouldn't have from a staff perspective and, um, and I, when I really just wanted to be a team member. So that was a little bit of a challenge, but even after that, um, you know, I was really blessed that my time um, got to be very close friends with Chad Coltrane, um, who is a, you know, really um, one of my mentors in life and um, somebody I absolutely adore. And so he and I kept in um, pretty consistent contact and um, and Transamerica, the route, the Journey of Hope route, hadn't started permanently yet. Um, and so when it did start permanently, I think in 2006 or seven, the kickoff was from Seattle, uh, was the starting point. So I fortunately live in Seattle and, um, was able to help with finding sponsors and just kind of being boots on the ground for staff out there. And, um, you know, every year we get a call, me and uh, a guy out here, Will Sigmund, um, <laughs> every year say, okay, we're going to do it better next year. And then 
we end up not doing it better, but it, it happens. And so we, uh, yeah, we stay connected in that, in that fashion. Um, and then the 2009 experience, um, again, Chad Coltrane was there and I was finishing up my first year of law school and didn't want to do anything law related. So I gave him a call and said, Hey, um, I've got an idea. Let me follow the teams around for 90 days. I'll, I'll just hang out. I'm not going to be a team member. I'll drive myself around, but let me eat the food and let me sleep at lodging and I'll take some pictures in, <laughs> in exchange. Uh, and at that point I was kind of an aspiring photographer. So, uh, it wasn't just some, you know, rink and dink camera or anything like that. But, um, so I was able to follow along in 2009 and that really, um, solidified, you know, an even greater connection and, and respect for the mission of ability experience and, um, been involved ever since. So, yeah. That's very awesome. Could you speak on, you said that you had to pick a certain year to do journey of hope as your school, one of the ones mm -hmm. that is very hard to go yeah. outside of when you want to go do an event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we were kind of prepping for this, uh, for the formal podcast, I was telling Zorth and Gary that, um, you know, University of Washington, there's a lot of chapters like it now, um, I believe, but um, it's on a quarter system. So we start um, uh, fall enrollment quite a bit uh, later and we end later in the school year. And so for um, us up here in Seattle at University of Washington, um, we weren't able to uh, really participate in like Europe, Florida, for example, because it was happening while um, classes were still going on for us. Um, and so uh, every year there'd be like this backlog where we were sending so many guys from our chapter that we would meet the maximum. And at that point there was only two routes and there was two cyclists allowed for each route. So four guys total, um, four cyclists total. Um, and we had a hundred man chapter um, that was doing pretty well and everybody wanted to do it. So we all kind of understood that we had to wait our turn. And so as an undergrad, I, I thought um, that Journey of Hope was really only a one-time thing. You only got to do it once because it was all seniors. And um, and then we had a lull one year and, and some openings. And so then I looked into applying. And then by the time I got on Build America, um, I'm realizing that's just a University of Washington kind of challenge. Like um, Ty Hampton, who was the, the Journey of Hope PM that I lived with uh, and a good friend of mine, he he actually had done the trip like four times by that uh, by that time. And so I was astonished that you could be a multiple time, you know, Pi Alpha, you know, a guy who's finished a summer event. Um, and so it's just one of the challenges that we had up in Seattle as a quarter school and uh, uh, instead of a semester school. And um, and it just speaks to the individual cultures that each chapter has that, you know, we we're kind of isolated up here in the Northwest. The closest chapter that we had was Berkeley down in California. You know, there was nobody in Idaho, Montana, Washington State hadn't rechartered, Oregon State hadn't rechartered. Um, we were literally by ourselves not knowing um, much about nationals, um, but Journey of Hope was our lifeline to that. And that was really what connected us to the national fraternity was the ability experience, was Push America at the time. That was our main connection. Um, and so we took a lot of pride in that. Uh, and I think that there are probably other schools like that now. I, I know certain schools have reputations for um, being super involved in one event or another, like Miami of Ohio being with Build America has a huge tradition of that, right? Colorado still has a huge tradition with, with um, Journey of Hope. I think Arizona State with BAM, and I might be totally speaking incorrectly, but um, that's really cool. I think that's awesome to create those own individual chapter traditions of what, what goes on with the ability experience. 
And Gary, you can kind of talk on that for all the other, a lot of other universities having kind of that as an alternative summer event open for them that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the quarter system thing, I think. Right. So, um, I know we have a a few schools out West that's more of a, you know, that area seems to have, um, many more quarter system schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I know when it comes to journey of hope, a lot of times they, they, it may not be an option to do the north or the trans route because the south route is the one that st- that starts the latest, and oftentimes they're in classes, if if not just exams uh, during orientation. And I remember, um, you know, twenty I think twenty seventeen it was I was doing a south orientation, and we had some guys doing some uh, exams online that we had to proctor um, mm-hmm. even during orientation. So there are ways to do it, but you talk about when you get a chapter like that that has so many guys wanting to do the trip every year. Um, and they're really only eligible to do yeah. one of the routes, then that that you know that narrows the spots available, um, you know, very very closely. So, um, yeah, Build America. Sometimes it just takes that one yeah. person from a chapter to to do it because it's you know we talked yeah. about the marketing aspect, right? I mean, we we still are, are trying to crack the nut there, um, and we you know we our staff has done really good with really in the last two years and made great strides with that, um, just to connect people with the opportunity to have them understand what it is enough to want to take a crack at it. But then, um, it, you know, it always takes that one person in the chapter That's to get right. the ball rolling. Um, and so, you know, for you, it sounds like you were the, you were the guy and, and here you are. And then, you know, started such a tradition in the event itself. So it's, it's cool what yeah. one person can do and not a lot yeah. of our students realize And I think that. that's what Build America, I mean, it's another great um, kind of positive it's got going for it. It's, it is a six-week trip, and it's, it is, uh, starts a little, well, depends on the year, I guess, when it starts. But um, it is more, a little bit more manageable. It's not a 79-day trip that, you know, Journey of Hope is. And so um, it's a, con- you know, it's a really concise, um, action-packed six weeks. But um, it's, it's totally doable in the summer for any school. And and, and it's um, totally worth it. Uh, I, I shouldn't have emphasized how much work it is because then I, I, don't, I hope that doesn't turn people off. That's just to say that it's completely worthwhile. So, I mean, it's different. You're you're out in the heat, hammering, building stuff versus you know biking through Death Valley. I think each one oh, yeah. has its own struggles and moments where you're just in pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, the... any student who's on the fence for signing up, you're just. I mean, it's regardless a wonderful experience mm-hmm. and it's yeah. definitely worthwhile for everyone to do it, right? Yeah. Like, do you have anything else to conclude that, because I mean, you've done both experiences. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's rare. Like, we don't get to talk to too many people yeah, that have done both. Yeah, no, so. I, uh, I think the handful of us, um, I, I don't, I don't think anybody goes back for a second summer event, regardless of which one came first, without really appreciating um, the ability experience, the um, the the brothers on the trip, um, just the entire experience, right? Um, with Build America um, and Journey of Hope, both are are life changing. Um, both are very different, though, and so I would encourage even even the guys who have cycled and think that they kind of know what the ability experience is about. Um, I, I really do think that um, you should consider doing Build America because uh, I think it will give you insight into the who the people you're raising awareness for and what your chapter are raising funds for. Um, cycling is awesome. It, it, it will stay with you forever. But if you, if you want to see the mission of Ability Experience, I really, really heartily believe that Build America... Uh, 
go go and apply for it go and join it um, and see what it's about and get you know get your other cycling get your other pi alphas to go with you and you know do it do it together don't make it a loner thing you know it's um it, it was uh it's definitely a great one-two punch whichever one comes first uh doing them together really shows you all aspects of the mission um, so really highly encourage any, everybody to look into that Yeah, that's an, that's another point too. I think it's funny. A lot of people from the chapter, you know, when they do Journey of Hope, oh, I want to be on the same route as someone else, and they can't always pick yeah. Build yeah. America. <laughs> only right. one route. That's right. For now, right? For now. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> For now. For now. That's right. So, with all your experiences, with the ability experience, if you were to have to put it into three words or less, what would be the the final say all for yeah. your infinite knowledge of what's happened? Gosh, you guys gave me that heads up, and I really couldn't think of three words, so um, I'm cheating a little bit, and I and I came up with with one word <laughs> with a really wordy um, context to it, and uh, you know, I, I I think of it as like I think the word is fraternal, and, and I don't mean it in the modern day um, collegiate Greek system fraternity sense. I mean it in kind of the old timey classic fraternal um, concept, um, not gender specific, um, you know, not just guys fraternity or anything like that, but really um, it's a collection of people that are like-minded and have a purpose in service um, with one another and for one another. And I, and I think that the ability experience, you know, I, just touched on the all-male thing but it's not just a pie cap thing you know we have um, hundreds of women who also support the mission and, and are part of that fraternity you know I think of Chelsea Ball and what she's done on staff for the ability experience and Terry Smith who was a longtime staff member who was like my mom in Charlotte when I spent six months there who had a son who actually did the journey of hope with me in 04 um, but every parent talked to her about you know their concerns and, and they would go through Terry um, for their you know, kind of peace of mind. And, and I think about the Grand Island ladies, um, Tammy and Sue, Andrea and Marianne and, and what they started out there. And, um, you know, and, and so there's all these women too. And so that, that word fraternal of just everybody coming together and dispelling stereotypes of people with disabilities and dispelling stereotypes of fraternity dudes, right? I mean, it's, it's all encompassing that this organization um, it, it really is fraternal. It really looks out for one another and it looks out for everybody. And I think that's, that's what my mind kept coming back to is how a brotherhood, but more than just brothers, it is, um, it is all encompassing with a multitude of different communities. And that's, what's so great about it. I mean, if it wasn't for that, we all wouldn't be sitting here and doing this well, yeah. separately, you know, but digitally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be sitting in my, in my closet, hoping that the sound comes out. Okay. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> well we definitely appreciate you coming on board for the podcast which will be the fifth episode and also for the new co-host gary thanks so much for you guys joining on yeah oh absolutely Zorth, you've been, been doing an amazing yeah. job i uh listened to all four of the episodes pre previous to this and um yeah keep up the good work you guys are uh you guys are doing awesome and Zorth, i think you're a full-time just volunteer on this so uh, true kudos to you for starting something and uh, and it's going to have a lasting legacy i don't i don't think you should overlook that it's going to be a very cool thing for us to all look back on so thanks well yeah absolutely yep well thank you jenkins absolutely it's great talking to you talk to you guys later. all right thanks everyone we'll talk to you later